At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, uh, a Misery Loves Company edition of the podcast. Where, look, if you're a Giants fan, a Jets fan, you've been the butt of a, a lot of jokes this year, rightfully so. Uh, it's been ugly on offense, it's been bug- ugly for the Jets, the Giants, I mean, press conferences, you name it. Uh, you had a chance to kind of laugh back at everyone else this weekend with the Patriots losing, uh, the Eagles getting blown out, and then yesterday Dallas uh, losing really what was the only interesting game of the week. I mean, a lot of these games were blowouts uh, this weekend, kind of a disappointing weekend from a fan standpoint. Uh, you, you can kind of make the point that we don't need the seventh team in every conference. Uh, I think that's probably true. Uh, you, know, you know what happens when you, you expand it to seven in each? It's not the problem that the seventh team in each conference gets in. It's really open up the chance for variance and that the fact that, you know, the eighth, ninth, or tenth team can sneak in. And uh, we mentioned last week that the Chargers not getting in, the Colts getting in. We're kind of going to water down this postseason. And uh, that was part of the issue. I mean, the, the Steelers last night were competitive for a quarter or so. They could not move the ball. It was ugly. Uh, just just a, a lot of ugly games. We'll get to all of them. Uh, Knicks and Nets are in action. We'll get to that later. But we'll start with the Cowboys just because, like I said, the only interesting game of the day. And really, if Garoppolo doesn't start throwing the ball all over the yard and start walking people in the second half, this is never a game. I mean, this was a complete butt kicking. Uh, you know, Over six yards per play for San Francisco for most of the game. Dallas was I mean, under three, three and a half for most of the game. Now, some of the garbage yards late propped that up to they got over four, which still isn't good. But uh, a lot to dissect with this one. I, I think this was coaching malpractice all over the place. Now, I think too much is made over the last play, the slide. Now, Dak did a terrible job. He said after the game he's blaming the refs. Anyone who's blaming the refs, give me a break. I mean, San Fran completely outplayed you. And the refs did nothing wrong. Any, anyone knows? Anyone who knows uh, football knows you, you, if you're going to get up and, and touch the ball, you can't give it to your center. you got to give it to the ref. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald did that for years. Uh, in the no huddle, you know, the ball's dead. You hand it to the ref and you get back uh, to the line of scrimmage. You can't hand it to your center. That's not how it works. And he actually said after the game uh, that they've been practicing it like that all year where they give it to the center. I mean, that's just terrible coaching. Uh, I thought by both sides, I thought Shanahan did a really bad job, um, you know, keeping the Cowboys in this game. It was fourth and one from the 22 in the second quarter. San Fran had been gashing them, just absolutely gashing them. Fourth and one from the, the Dallas 22, he kicks a field goal where, you know, if, if you go for it, you probably get it. You get the touchdown. You're up 17-0. Not that the game is over, but that really uh, puts a dent in the Cowboys at that point. Kicks the field goal, 13-0. Before you know it, it's 13-7, uh, 16-7 at the half. 
and just kind of let the Cowboys hang around. They just kept stalling in the red zone. They really took their foot off the gas, I thought, a lot uh, in the game yesterday. Then the second half. I mean, the second half is when the coaching malpractice begins. Um, where should we even start? How about the, the punt? The, the, the fake punt. How you're not prepared for this if you're San Francisco. It's fourth and five in the fourth quarter. You're up by 16 points. There's no way they're punting the ball. And if they do punt the ball, you know what? You thank them. You absolutely thank them. You don't need to block the punt, which they didn't. Most of the guys were not fooled in anticipating the punt, but the one guy on the outside was just completely lost, and it ends up being a completion. And again, you, there's no pass interference on a fake punt, so you can hold that guy, you can grab him, you can do whatever you want to him, and they, they can't throw the flag. Now, if they end up punting the ball, they call hold it. You can call holding, but I mean, who cares if if they call holding on a punt? It's not a big deal. You're up 16. You have the ball. It's the fourth quarter. The game is pretty much over. So that fake punt really kept Dallas in the game. What Dallas did after, I don't think he's getting enough attention with with how the game ended. They keep their punt team on the field, hoping to you know confuse San Francisco into maybe burning a timeout. I guess that was their goal, which, look, San Fran burns a timeout. Okay, great, but you're still down 16. Burning the timeout for San Francisco is not that big of a deal. So they just kind of standing around. The, the punt team's on the field still. San Fran's looking around. Dallas is looking around. The announcers are confused. Meanwhile, a whole basically a whole minute burns off the clock, and you end up getting a delay of game. This is a game. There's 13 minutes left, down to 12 and a half minutes left. You're down 16. You two touchdowns, two two point conversions, and then you know win the game in overtime. You get a stop. You need the time here. You can't be burning a minute trying to get the other team to use a timeout. It was really bizarre, uh, just stupid. And then they get a delay of game, and you go backwards on top of a burn in the minute. Uh, so just just strange coaching decisions all the way around. San Fran had a million chances to put the game away. Uh, up 23-7, to seven. Ayuk is wide open, Garoppolo misses him, probably what's going to be a touchdown, if not close to a touchdown. I mean, there was nobody in sight. I think it was Diggs who bid on the route, uh, and Garoppolo just missed him. Had a really bad second half, uh, Garoppolo did. Uh, but still up 23-7, to seven. Uh, that's when the fake punt scenario happened. And again, San Francisco had a million chances to put this thing away. Just a million chances. Dallas ends up kicking a field goal down 16, which was very bizarre, uh, to cut it to 13. Uh, and then it got a little squirrely. It got it got pretty crazy because um, I think it was Debo Samuel had a big gain into Dallas territory uh, at 23-10. to 10. And it looked like that was going to put the game away. They call a hold on Ayuk, bring it back. Uh, and then two plays later, Garoppolo just throws a back-breaking, just a terrible interception. Dallas could do nothing on offense. To throw that interception is just completely uh, irresponsible with the ball. Just uh, those, it's what Garoppolo does. He makes some good throws. I think he's underrated, underappreciated at times. But he just makes some of these back-breaking decisions, some of these back-breaking throws uh, that just kill you. And that was a devastating uh, interception at the time. They got away with it. But uh, at that point, that's when the game kind of got squirrely. This, this is when it got really weird. So Dallas gets the touchdown eventually. Uh, it's 23-17. That's actually where the game would end, believe it or not. But there was a lot of fireworks in between. Dallas had a uh, San Francisco had a fourth and one to put the game away. Don't do it. They punt. They take a delay game and punt against Shanahan, just being very soft, very conservative uh, with his decision making. Dallas uh, doesn't convert on it, doesn't capitalize. Looks like the game's over, but Dallas tells all their timeouts on, under two minutes left. And again, the, the penalties on Dallas just killed them. Uh, they get a needless defensive holding completely away from the ball. I think it was Demarcus Lawrence to give San Francisco a first down. But St San Fran still needs a first down to completely ice it. They get it, but then it gets overturned where they move the ball back basically like six inches. 
and you figure, all right, no big deal. Sneak, the game is over, which is what happens, except Shanahan, and again, this is where Shanahan drives you nuts. He's got motion. He's got his left tackle in motion. So when Garoppolo snaps, the left tackle wasn't set, so they call a uh, legal motion or false start. So then it's fourth and six. Then you, you don't have to pump, but they do punt, uh, and it goes for a touchback. So really just completely botched by San Francisco. Uh, Could have put the game away a hundred different times. I mean, they really... Without Bosa, without Warner, they, that's and again, that's a concern going forward. Some of these injuries, they really dominated the game. They were the much, much better team yesterday. Uh, and then Dallas gets the ball back. San Fran is, 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 gives them way too much cushion uh, on that final drive, but he ends up being. Now we're going to hear McCarthy here in a second, but McCarthy says, "You know what? We don't want to." He references the last play. He says, "You know what? We don't want to try to throw a hail mary from the fifty. Well, they were on the San Fran forty-one with fourteen seconds left, and I think too much is being made of the play. Dallas is probably not winning the game, regardless of how you handle that last 14 seconds. Dallas is probably not winning the game, whether it's two Hail Marys. Now, look, you'd like to give yourself a chance at the jump ball, whether it's Lamb or Cooper. You'd like to give yourself at least a chance with the ball in the air, uh, but you're probably not winning the game anyway. But to call a run there, Ace, look, everyone's made the point. They're 100% right. It's stupid. It was a stupid call, stupid decision uh, by Dallas. If you're going to run that, if you're Dak, you have to know, give yourself up. Five yards earlier than that. You can't just get every single yard. I, and I get it. I get what you're trying to do. I get it. You're trying to make it a situation where you, you get close enough where you can actually run a play. But the risk reward just wasn't there to, to go an extra 15, 20 yards and, and basically kill your chance. Even if you get you slide down in, in, in time and spike the ball, you're still only getting like one. You're still only get one chance at the end zone. Whereas you know, 14 seconds left from the 41. If you throw two Hail Marys quickly. You might even get a third one. So I just want to throw the ball in the end zone and give myself a shot. Again, I thought too much was made of the decision to run, but it was obviously stupid. Uh, and here's McCarthy talking about that final decision. We call thresholds and, you know, fill position, what your line you're at and what you're trying to get to, too, based on, you know, defense that they're trying to, the defense that they were playing. They were in a sideline defense, so they were protecting the sidelines. And so that was the best option to, you know, to be able to get the ball. I mean, it's it's like anything else. Do you, do you want to be running a Hail Mary play from the 50-yard line or you want to be running five verticals from the 25-yard line? So that's the decision. It's the right decision. Um, you know, it's just like anything. It's... You know the, the execution between us and the officiating spot and the ball obviously wasn't in tune. Wasn't you know we shouldn't have had any problem getting the ball spotted there. Just if that's is that the quote you're looking for. Again, he, he he's readjusting the facts there, saying the ball's at midfield. The ball's not at midfield. The ball's at San Fran's 41. It's nitpicking, but it wasn't quite at midfield. You could have thrown the ball a couple times into the end zone. Uh, McCarthy did not equip himself well in this game. McCarthy, Kellen Moore, who. Look, if you're hiring Kellen Moore after that game, you need your head examined. That was a dreadful performance from the Cowboys. Dak was awful. I've defended Dak. Uh, I know the VEASAN uh, program director, John Goulet, has been hard on him. John, John's 100% right. Dak has really proven himself to be uh, overrated for based on the money he's got. And I hate to say it because I've defended him. I think he's a good player, a good a good you know leader. Played terribly. Played terribly. And then after the game, this is really what bothered me. You know, the fans were throwing trash onto the field uh, after the game. And he says, you know what? I don't blame him. I mean, that's a total. I mean, that is that is amateur. That is Pop Warner stuff here to, to lose the game like that and blame the refs. You did not lose the game because, because of the refs. You lost the game because you stunk in the game. You really stunk the second half of the year ever since. Maybe it was the calf injury. He was not good uh, really from November on. I mean, throwing five touchdown passes last week basically against the Philadelphia Eagle cheerleaders does not count. Uh, you can stat your, you can pad your stats all you want. He did not play well 
uh, the second half of the year, and he stunk yesterday in the game. Stunk. Can't defend him. Was awful in the game. Uh, so I thought McCarthy was awful. I don't think they'll fire him. I mean, that was a fireable performance yesterday. I don't think they'll fire him. I mean, Jerry Jones kept Garrett around forever. So I don't think you'll fire McCarthy off of that. Um, you could. You got two you know, head coaching candidates, in quotes, with Kellen Moore and Quinn. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. You could. I mean, we all know they're not a well-coached team. I thought McCarthy just coached terribly. I thought he coached terribly. Uh, I mean, they even had a punt in the late third quarter where it was fourth and two and down 16 where it's like, boy, you're really doing San Fran a favor if you're punting the ball. There's not that much time left. And again, Garoppolo tried to keep him in the game. Shanahan tried to keep him in the game. I'll be honest. I know Shanahan, he's a good coach. His offense is, is pretty. It's designed well. Uh, I would have a hard time bringing him back. If he ever lost that game, th that would be one of the great all-time chokes yesterday with how much they dominated that game, how many chances they had to just completely put it away. The fact that Dallas even had a chance to cross midfield late in that game uh, was really poor coaching by Shanahan, poor, poor coaching by McCarthy. Uh, Romo, I, I thought this was interesting. Romo was talking about you know, what a great job Jerry Jones has done, what a great job they've done building this team. Maybe he's trying to you know, angle himself to be the head coach of the team. I don't think he was, but I think he's just being nice. This is a $7 billion franchise, the Cowboys. They have three playoff wins in the last 25 years. Uh, and Paul Hembeckides, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, Hembo from ESPN, he's from, he does get up, he does a good job. He posted this on Twitter. Playoff wins the last 25 years. Jake DeLome, retired in 2011, has five. Trent Dilfer, who retired in 2007, has five. Mark Sanchez, hasn't played since 2000, 2018, has four. Brad Johnson, retired in 2008, has four. Kaepernick, hasn't played since 2016, has four. So DeLome and Dilfer have five each. Sanchez, Brad Johnson, and Kaepernick all have four. The Cowboys have three. The Cowboys have won three playoff games the last 25 years. Uh, this is a $7 billion organization. You can't tell me what, what a great job Jerry Jones has done. I mean, this team does this time and time again. Uh, at least if you're the Giants or the Jets, you know they're bad. It, it's really frustrating as a fan. Nothing I'm a fan of the Cowboys, but it, it's got to be really frustrating when you have the talent, when you know you're better than what you're producing. And, uh, this is a team that just constantly underachieves. I thought, thought some of the Romo teams were much better uh, than their output. I thought this team, again, this wasn't a great team. This team was flawed. San Fran kicked their butts yesterday. I mean, San Fran really dominated the game yesterday. But again, this is another uh, another early flameout for the Cowboys, a home playoff loss, just a really bad loss, a game they never should have been in. Uh, I thought Dak was just terrible in the game. McCarthy was terrible. Even Shanahan was bad. I mean, Shanahan was really bad. He'll get off the hook because, look, we're, we're a result-based business. Is Everything is result-based. The, the 49ers won. The Cowboys lost. So people kill the Cowboys. People kill McCarthy. Rightfully so. But uh, I thought Shanahan uh, really gets off the hook with what was a terrible performance, just letting the Cowboys hang around. Again, I thought too much was made of that final play. Not what you want to do there. A run there is just ridiculous, and it shows how poorly the Cowboys are, are coached, that they're practicing it the wrong way to hand the ball to the center. Uh, just, a, just a bad job all the way around. Again, I think McCarthy survives it. I, I think he survives it, but uh, just a, a bad job by the Cowboys. And blaming the refs really drove me crazy. I mean, that that's one where I am no longer going to defend Dak. I mean, the way he played, okay, you have a bad game, maybe he's still hurt. I can I can live with a bad game. But to go out and, and you know blame it on the refs is it, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, if Garoppolo hits Ayuk at 23-7, he probably walks into the end zone. It's 30-7. This is never even a game. And we're talking about you know the Cowboys getting blown out of the, their own building, which is really what happened more so than you know the final score. You look at the final score, and 
23-17, Dallas 20 yards away from, from stealing the game. That's really not indicative of play-to-play -play what happened. I thought San Fran was the much, much better team yesterday. Uh, Dak, McCarthy, there's plenty of blame to go around. They did not uh, handle this well. To blame this on the refs uh, was really embarrassing. I mean, that, that's, that's as bad as not playing well. I mean, that's really embarrassing to come out and say uh, that, that the refs are the reason you lost. Terrible job by, by Dak and the Cowboys. Uh, when we come back, we'll go around. We'll, go, we'll we'll touch on the rest of the games again. A pretty uneventful weekend. You know, as much as I love the playoffs, you're sitting there on Sunday, and I think I tweeted this out at like 12:30. There's something about the regular season where, you know, you're getting all your bets ready, and our bets were good again this week. Hopefully, you tailed. Uh, but there's something about you know 12:30 on a Sunday during the regular season where there's a dozen games about to start. You're checking the lines. You're checking fantasy. There's a lot of juice. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, on a 12:30 on a Sunday afternoon, with, with the, just the one game, uh, it's a little different. The one game at a time. If it gets to be a bad one, and you kind of got nothing to watch, it, it's not really uh, the same feel. Uh, as much as we love the playoffs, just definitely a different feel. And uh, you know, there is the fun thing. If you're on Twitter during the playoff games, it's fun because we're all kind of watching the same thing. The jokes can be really funny, especially when when a loss like that happens with the Cowboys. But definitely a different feel yesterday. And you know, you get a bad one like the Eagles, uh, Eagles Bucks on Sunday at one o'clock. You're sitting there. It's it's Sunday at two o'clock. I Man, that game was over at one forty-five for all intents and purposes. It's just definitely a different feel. You miss the uh, the excitement, the juice of the regular season where you just have games constantly. If one game's bad, you switch to two or three other ones. So uh, definitely a different feel in the playoffs. I miss the grind of the regular season. Uh, the playoffs have not been good so far, really. That Cowboys game was the only exciting game. The other ones were just kind of boat races. I guess the Bengals-Raiders, but Bengals-Raiders, I, I think, and we'll get to that in a minute, was kind of marred by uh, just what a circus the refereeing was. Jerome Boger, my goodness. Uh, all right, when we come back, we'll do the rest of the games. we got Knicks and Nets in action today. We'll get to those. Durant got hurt. Uh, I'll tell you about that and what that means for the odds, if it means anything. It did move one market. So when we come back, we'll, we'll get to all the NFL, and we'll do a little basketball. This is the New York City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. It's been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, we'll go through the rest of the NFL games. Again, not a great weekend. The weekend coming up is really uh, just an exciting weekend when you look at some of these matchups. And we'll have all weekend, uh, all week to talk about the matchups, the lines, really some great games. I mean, Chiefs, Bills, uh, to have that in a second round is so good. It's like having basically, you know, a Final Four caliber matchup in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I mean, that is uh, an exciting matchup. It's, it's crazy they're meeting in the second round. Played in the title game last week, uh, last year. 49ers Packers is great. Titans Bengals is pretty good. Some new blood there with the Bengals. Uh, and then the winner of this game tonight uh, plays Tampa. So an exciting weekend to look forward to. I think next weekend will be a lot better than this past weekend. Let's just take these one by one. Uh, Raiders Bengals. Bengals win 26-19. Game somehow stays under the total. That is a bad beat if you had the over. The scoring really slowed down. Uh, a lot of red zone stops late in the game 
Uh, 26-19. It was 26-16. Waller's wide open for a touchdown. Carr throws it. It hits off the helmet of a Bengals defensive lineman on, on third down. Bang, Raiders end up kicking a field goal, make it 26-19. They get the ball back. And then, I mean, they have first and goal. Carr spikes the ball with 31 seconds left on first down, uh, which was really, I don't know why you're in such a rush to just give a play away there. You got four chances to tie the game. Four chances to tie the game. There's no need to spike the ball. Then all of a sudden, he gives the defense a reprieve. It's all right. All of a sudden, it's second down, second down, third down, go by. Uh, fourth down, they throw a pass. It gets intercepted. It didn't matter because they, the route was like two yards short uh, of the end zone. I mean, this is a team that went out of their way not to tie when all they needed was a tie to get in. Then they come in, you know, they, they throw a ball short of the end zone on fourth and goal. Uh, really botched the end of that game. I thought that game... You know, if you took the Raiders plus the points, it was kind of an evenly played game. Now, if you watched it, boy, that was a black eye for the league to start out their playoffs like that. Saturday afternoon, everyone's watching. Jerome Bolger, I mean, how he ever got in a, a playoff game is beyond me. I think he's in his mid to late 60s. He's not a good referee, as we saw. His crew was bad. He was bad. Um, just a, a really a black eye for the league. And again, we've talked about this before. It doesn't matter because we're all going to bet it. We're all going to watch it. But that was just a horrendous officiated game. Uh, horrendously officiated game. Uh, there was one play, obviously the play with where Burrow throws the touchdown. They blow the whistle. That was embarrassing. Just embarrassing. You could say, oh, it wouldn't have mattered. Well, the rule's the rule. I mean, you blow a whistle, the play's supposed to be dead. Uh, there was another play where... It was a big game. They throw a couple flags, and they spend 10 minutes to talk about it. All right, is the play going to stand? Are they going to enforce the penalties? What are the penalties? And basically like five minutes go by, and Boger comes on the mic and says, well, uh, before the play there was a timeout. Timeout? I mean, you spent five minutes to tell us there was a timeout? Really just a disorganized, disorganized, poorly officiated game. A lot of flags. Just a, a terribly, terribly officiated game. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, a lot of these refs are not good. I don't know how you fix it. And again, we're all going to watch it. We're all going to bet it. But uh, the Bengals win. They cover. Game stays under the total. Uh, really, the Bengals let them hang around. And Bengals felt like they were in control the whole game. And you look up and the Raiders are driving to tie the game. So the Bengals move on. They will play the Titans. Titans opened. This line was Titans minus two and a half. Now, I have been, I have not been a Titans believer. I think they're you know a slightly above average team. I think they're kind of... A, Overqualified one seed, underqualified one seed, I should say. I was surprised to see two and a half. Now it's been bet up to three. There's some three and a halfs out there. Uh, I would certainly lean towards the Cincy at the three and a half. Uh, two and a half was a little, a little light, a, a little almost disrespectful. I know the Titans, you know, are nobody's pick to win it all here. But man, they get rest, they get home field. The Bengals got beat up a little bit in that game. So the Bengals will play the Titans. That's the Saturday afternoon game. Uh, as the Bengals advance, first playoff win since 1991 for the Bengals. Saturday night game, uh, if you're a Jets fan, you, you probably enjoyed this one. Now, I know the Bills are in your Division two, but the Patriots just get absolutely slaughtered on Saturday night, 47-17. Game wasn't even that close. I think it was 47-10 late, and, and it was 47-10 late, and Patriots uh, scoring garbage time. Seven drives for the Bills, seven touchdowns. If you're thinking, wow, I don't think I've ever seen that before. You haven't seen that before. First perfect game in the history of the NFL Seven drives, seven touchdowns. They did kneel on their eighth drive. Just a perfect game. It, it almost makes you worry if you're the Bills going forward. Can you play that well two weeks in a row? It's like, uh, who's the guy? Johnny Vandermeer who, who threw two new hitters in a row. There's a reason people you know, don't throw two no hitters in a row, and it's only happened once. It's hard to play that well two weeks in a row. 
Uh, Patriots just completely outclassed. I think we talked about it Thursday or Friday with Ryan Rothstein that you look at the Patriots, they didn't really have those marquee wins. I mean, they beat the Jets twice. They beat the Texans, the Panthers, the Falcons. They got swept by Miami. Uh, this is kind of a, a mediocre Patriot team. They had a, a soft schedule when they got in the playoffs. This, they got in with 10 wins. It was a good building year. Uh, you know, I thought Mac had a good year. I thought Mac played pretty well on Saturday night, but just kind of an outclassed Patriot team. That first win in Buffalo on that Monday night was all about the weather and it being, you know, 40 mile an hour wins. And it wasn't really an indicative performance of anything. And the second performance, the second game, Bills Patriots, the Bills never punted. So that's two games in a row the Bills play the Patriots and don't punt. That's a Bill Belichick coach defense. That is uh, strange to see. You certainly wonder how much longer Belichick's going to do this. You know, if I made the over under, I don't know, two and a half years, would you go over under for, for Bill Belichick still coaching this team? Is he really going to be coaching this team, you know, three, four or five years from now? I don't think so. Uh, he was asked after the game, is he going to retire? Or I think it was phrased, are you going to be back? He said, I think that's a pretty safe bet. So, you know, Belichick, I, I mean, I would expect him to be back next year and probably the year after. I think two, three is probably the line where, you know, he's in his early 70s now. I probably not going to be doing this for another three or four years. But just a complete blowout. Allen was just masterful, absolutely dominating. Uh, you know, you watch these guys like Allen, Mahomes. You wonder if you have, you know, not to pick on Jones, but some of these other quarterbacks, Jones, Hurts, whether it's, you know, Kirk Cousins, who's a little better than those guys. Uh, some of these mediocre quarterbacks is having a good quarterback good enough because you're you're in a league now where you're competing basically against superheroes. I mean, Allen, Mahomes, what these guys can do with their arm, their legs. You know, even a guy who Mac, like Mac Jones, who I really like, he's a he's. I would say he's good, but if you, you know what, I think average is probably the better word. And average sounds like a slight, but if you start stacking up the quarterbacks, uh, he's probably you know 16, 17, something like that. But for a rookie to to get a rookie. 15th pick in the draft to have the 16th best quarterback making only a couple million dollars a year. That's a hell of a pick. But you wonder, you know, if you don't have that elite arm, those elite legs, like the Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, some of these guys are just incredible. If you have a good quarterback, is that good enough? Uh, back to Jones for a second. People, you know, some if your take after watching this game was, well, Brady, you know, Brady wouldn't have done this, or Mac Jones, that shows you how Mac Jones wasn't good. You're just an idiot. You, you have the wrong take on the game. Wrong take on the game. Jones was fine. The first drive, he threw three or four great balls. One of them should have been a touchdown to Bolden, was dropped. Even the interception, he had single coverage, it looked like. Threw a pretty good ball. Hyde just made a great play, came out of nowhere, intercepted it. That wasn't on – I mean, that game, if you're watching that game and saying, well, I thought Mac Jones was supposed to be good, that, that was not about Mac Jones last night. Not about Mac Jones. And we have this habit, especially, you know, fans, people in the media. I think the media is really responsible for this. We simplify this down to the quarterbacks. I mean – his team gave up a touchdown every single time they touched the ball. Every time they touched the ball, they gave up a touchdown. The game was not about Mac Jones. Mac was fine. Good year. He's a solid player. Uh, if you're going to say, you know what? Well, Mac Jones isn't any good because he got blown out by the Bills. I mean, give me a break. That, that's not what the game was about. Now, if your point is, you know what? They don't have Brady anymore. The dynasty's over. The run is over. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a rebuild. This was year one in a rebuild. The last, last year was kind of a transition year. Patriots really aren't contenders right now. You show, you, you saw yesterday, you saw Saturday night, just how far away they are. But again, you got a, a pretty solid quarterback. To get that guy at the 15th pick of the draft uh, is a hell of a pick. I mean, look at these other rookie quarterbacks. Lance can't even get on the field. Uh, Lawrence was bad. I know he had a good last game, but Lawrence was bad all year. Wilson stunk. Wilson was awful. Fields was up and down at best. 
Uh, even look back to last year. I mean, Tua or Mac Jones. I mean, you take Mac Jones. It's not even close. I mean, even if you're not that high on Mac Jones, which again, he's you know probably middle of the pack quarterback. He's definitely better than Tua. Tua to me is a borderline starter in the league. He's probably a glorified backup. So it was a good pick by the Patriots. You know, a good year, a rebuild. They are no longer a contender. Uh, we saw them. Uh, you know, early in the year they were the one seed at one point. That's kind of a, a, a flukish. Not to call them a fraud, but that was not really who they were. They're not the best team in the AFC. They're a long way from, you know, the Chiefs and the Bills of the world. So the Bills win 47-17. They advance. They will play the Chiefs Sunday night. That's the 6-30 game. Again, we're done with football. It's Sunday at 1 o'clock. These, these games on Sunday start at 3. So Sunday at 1 o'clock football, uh, you don't get that again till next September, which is kind of sad. But Bills-Chiefs. Uh, Sunday night, Chiefs minus two. That is going to be just a great game. That is going to be a war. Uh, don't have an opinion yet. I'll have to think that one over. It seems a little cheap on the Chiefs. I know everyone's going to be all over the Bills after that performance. Uh, there's a good chance whoever wins that game wins the Super Bowl. I mean, that's really that kind of level of game. I think it's de facto AFC title game. I think the winner of that game is will be you know, a significant favorite in the title game, even if they're not at home. Uh, but that's we got plenty of time to talk about that. We'll just keep going here. Eagles Bucks. This game was over basically 1:30 in the afternoon. You could have turned this off. Bucks go down the field, get a touchdown. Little help with a roughing the passer that was shaky, but it is what it is. Bucks score, get a touchdown, get the ball back, quick three and out. Another touchdown. It's 14 nothing. Get the ball back. I think they settled for a field goal on their third drive. It's 17 nothing before basically the national anthem was over. Uh, and that was it. I mean, that was it. It was 31 nothing at one point. Similar to the first matchup where it was 28-7 when they played earlier in the year and the Eagles got some late touchdowns to make it 28-22. Uh, Hertz does well in these garbage time spots. Hertz threw up a couple touchdowns in complete garbage time to make the stats look better, to make the score look better. It actually affected the over-under. The over-under was 49, but remember it was supposed to be bad weather, so it came down to like 45, 45 and a half, 46 maybe, depending on when you bet it. At 31-7, the Eagles get a touchdown, go for two because they're down 24 at the time. Uh, so, yeah, 31-7 to 31-13, they go for two and get it. So that that's a bad beat if you had under 45.5 to put it at 31-15. Not much to say. I mean, Tampa just completely dominated the game. No Fournette, no Antonio Brown, no Godwin, no problem. I mean, it's Perriman. It's all these guys you basically never heard of. I mean, they do have Evans and Gronk, uh, which is pretty good. But, boy, the, the Bucks, their defense looked good. They have a lot of weapons. Brady's still Brady. Uh, they are going to be a tough out. They get the winner of this game tonight with the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, the one thing to watch with Tampa, they did have a couple offensive linemen, including Wirfs, who's really good, go out. He came back, and he looked really bad. He got blown up for a sack, and they just took him out of the game. He did not look healthy. Jensen, the center, who's another all-pro, came out of the game, went back in. So that's something to keep an eye on next week, especially if you have to face you know Aaron Donald and the Rams uh, with a shaky offensive line. That is something to keep an eye on. But the Bucks. Look, they're going to be home next week. Whether they're playing the Rams or the Cardinals, you, you got to like them to win the game, especially when you consider the rest factor uh, that these teams have to play Monday night, and then they go to Tampa, where Tampa's been very good. Believe it or not, Brady's probably going to be in another title game, another another conference title game probably for Brady is coming up. Boy, it'd be amazing. Imagine if he's in and wins another Super Bowl. Or he's in another Super Bowl. I mean, it just it never ends with this guy. Uh, he's still really good. Still has just an incredible arm. So the Bucks move on. They'll play the winner of this game tonight. Not a lot to talk about there. I mean, Hertz is not the guy. I mean, they could say what they want, the running stats. And I know he was in a walking boot after the game, which to me, uh, 
I'm sure he was hurt. I'm not saying he wasn't hurt, but that's a bad look when you, you play that terribly and to come out in a walk and say, well, I was hurt. You know, that, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, it seems like you're making an excuse. Hurts to me is just not an NFL quarterback. He's a good backup. He's not what you need as a starter. Just doesn't throw it well enough. Not accurate enough. Doesn't throw it well enough. Uh, not a fan. A little better than I thought. You know, he's a good athlete. He makes some plays. He's a good leader. Remember from Bama, you know, everyone seems to like him. He's a, he seems like a good dude. Not an NFL quarterback. Uh, he's just not. Whether you find that out now or later, we'll we'll see. The Eagles do have three first round picks. Do they do they say, you know what, he's not our guy and pick someone, or you kind of live with him for another year? We'll, we'll see about that. But to me, Hertz is not the guy. Uh, 49ers, uh, Cowboys, we talked about that. 49ers advance. They play at Lambeau Saturday night. Boy, that's going to be a lot of fun. They have given the, the Packers a lot of trouble the, the recent years. You know, dating back to even with Kaepernick, they beat him a couple of year, years in the playoffs. Uh, two years ago in the title game, they killed Green Bay. Now, that game was in San Francisco, but they killed Green Bay. Uh, that year, San Fran went to the Super Bowl. They beat them in the NFC Championship game by a million points. And they beat them in the regular season, just killed them. But again, both those games were in San Francisco. Uh, Green Bay's favored by five and a half. You've seen that bounce around between five and a half, four and a half. Uh, really interesting. You know, I, I saw this note from sportsoddshistory.com. 1975 is when this seeding team, uh, this seeding system started. This is only the second time where the one seeds in the divisional round have been favored by six, uh, less than six points. So one seeds favored both both one seeds favored by less than six points. Only happened one other time, uh, and that was 2008. The Giants were favored by four over the Eagles. The Titans were favored by three over the Ravens. Both one seeds lost. So you're not seeing those big spreads with the one seeds. Usually the one seed is a dominant team. They get a rest. They get a home game. Usually you see you know some sevens, eights, tens. Uh, the lines are five and a half and three for the one seed. So uh, a lot of parity. Uh, these these underdogs, these wildcard teams are very much alive. Now there's a habit, you know, it's just human nature. You watch these teams win and you tend to like them for the next week. We we don't see the other teams play. So it's just human nature where you, you, you latch on to, you know, a good performance from, you know, the Bengals or the Bills and you kind of favor these wildcard teams maybe more than you should sometimes. But these games, I, I think going forward, are pretty wide open. Uh, Chief Steelers, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on this. It was really painful to watch Big Ben. Really painful to watch. This game was actually 7-0 Steelers with five minutes left in the first half. And, and I had the Chiefs. I gave it out minus 7 first half. It went up to minus 7.5 first half. You're thinking, man, I'm laying 7 or 7.5. I'm down 7 nothing. Six minutes left in the half. I'm dead. I'm dead. There's no way I can cover. There's just not enough time. Touchdown. Three and out. Touchdown. Get another three and out, and then they score with like 13 seconds left. So 21 points uh, within a five-minute, 45-second stretch at the end of the first half. This game, as soon as the Chiefs had the lead, the game was over. I mean, the Steelers could do nothing on offense. Uh, Chiefs get the touchdown right out of the, the out of the break at halftime to go up 28-7. Uh, they they kept the foot on the gas. They end up with 42 points. The Steelers with a couple of garbage time touchdowns to make it 42-21. Boy, if, if you had the over, or if you had the under, man, that's a tough one because it was scoreless deep into this game. Watt gets the fumble return for a touchdown uh, in the second quarter, and then the scoring really just took off from there. But the Chiefs win, the Chiefs cover, the game goes over the total. Again, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Raiders, some of these teams, we would have been better off with different teams in the playoffs. The Eagles beat nobody all year. The Steelers were not a playoff caliber team. Uh, the Raiders had some nice wins, but... You know, they, they benefited from COVID and some of these overtime wins. They weren't really, to me, a playoff team either. So that's what happens when you expand the playoffs. You get get some of these teams that don't really belong in. It's, it, 
you know what this weekend was? It was kind of like we have to go through these appetizers aren't great, but we, if we eat these, then the, the, the main course is coming. And the main course is the divisional round this week. The main course should be good. The appetizers this weekend, uh, not that good. Not that good. And we see it in all these sports. You know, the NBA is doing playing games. MLB has expanded their playoffs. They're trying to expand it even more. We're just letting more and more teams in. And this is kind of what you get. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I like having more games to watch, more games to bet on. It's more content. But, again, you get some some tough games. Uh, so those were the games this weekend. We do have one more tonight. Rams, Cardinals. Uh, neither team I really want to bet on. I lean Cardinals just because I don't trust either team. I don't trust Stafford. Both these teams have really played poorly at times the second half of the year. The Cardinals have lost their last five home games. Now, of course, this game is in L.A. Uh, you don't give L.A. much for home field. Watt is back for the Cardinals. Hopkins is not. Watt has been a big difference maker, believe it or not. He, he, the, the numbers for Arizona on defense with him on the field versus off the field uh, are pretty stark. So, you know, gun to my head, the Rams probably win the game. I'm just, you know what, when in doubt, take the points. This is not a strong strong feel. This is not going to be a big bet for me. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll bet it just, you know, recreationally just to have a little action on it. Probably I would lean towards the points. I'll take Arizona plus the three and a half. I don't feel great about it. So uh, that's a tentative, hesitant pick for tonight. That is Rams minus three and a half against the Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals just because. Just because. When in doubt, take the points. Again, I really want no part of the Cardinals. I want no part of the Rams. Uh, and if you tailed these picks all weekend, you had a good weekend, so you got a little extra cash. You don't want to give it away in a game you don't really like. So I don't love the game here. Uh, totals been back and forth. It was 51. I think it's, it went down to 49, 49 and a half. I think it's right around there now. Yeah, totals 50. Uh, would lean under just because it's a third divisional game. You know, these teams know each other. I think that kind of breeds... Uh, an underscoring game, so uh, a lower a lower scoring game, maybe an under there. But lean Cardinals, not a great feel. Uh, as we wrap up, I'll be watching the Mannings. It's the final Manning cast of the year. If you haven't watched that, it's really good. I think they aired on ESPN two as opposed to the main broadcast, which is it's kind of tough to watch. The ESPN two one's really good with with Peyton and Eli. Uh, sometimes they have too many guests on. You, you like it better when it's just Peyton and Eli. They're you know they're talking the game. They're talking. Uh, the X's and O's, they really teach you a lot about football. They're funny. They're kind of, they're charming. It's really fun to watch. Sometimes they have too many guests on it and it kind of, they, they, you forget the game's on. So hopefully that'll be good tonight. I'll be watching. It's the last one of the year. It's, I really, I can't recommend it enough if you haven't watched Peyton and Eli. Uh, before we get out of here, just quickly on basketball, Knicks Hornets. Knicks minus one. Knicks have played really well recently. One, four out of five, five out of six, something like that. Uh, beat up on the Hawks the other night on the road. Uh, they've done a nice job, done a nice job. You know, it really kind of started with that win against Boston Thursday night, uh, like 10 days ago, where, where Barrett hits the shot at the buzzer. They've played well recently. They're 22-21. and 21. They're minus one against Charlotte, total 217. I'll go under here. Uh, Knicks defense has played good. Uh, they, they really haven't scored a lot of points. They're averaging under 100 points the last 14 games, like 99 points per game. So early start, that's a 1 o'clock start. Uh, let's see. We're, we're taping this right around noon on the East Coast. So if you get in on time, if you're able to hear this, uh, I would go under. Nets, Cavs later. Again, Durant got hurt. Hurt his PCL. Sprained, sprained MCL or PCL. One of the CLs has been sprained for Durant. Four to six week injury. You kind of dodged a bullet. Not the end of the world. Hasn't really affected the title odds. They're still the favorite in the East. Favorite to win it all. Has affected the MVP market. Durant was pretty much the favorite or co-favorite. It's going to be very hard for him. He's not going to win the MVP now if you're going to miss a month, six weeks. Really hard for him to win the MVP. He's now 14-1 to win the MVP. 
Uh, Curry is the favorite. Curry's not shot the ball well recently, but Curry's the favorite, followed by Giannis. Jokic at 7-1. Uh, Jokic, Giannis is 2-1. to one. Uh, Jokic 7-1. Then you're getting Embiid 16-1. LeBron 40-1. Morant 16-1. So opens it up for sure. Opens up the MVP. Uh, in terms of you know winning the title, playoffs, as long as he's back in time, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You get him some rest. You know He was playing a million minutes. Not that that had anything to do with the injury because it was a contact injury. But uh, again, four to six weeks for Durant and the Nets. That's the issue with the Nets is health. They got some older guys. You know, Durant has had injury issues. Harden, older guy, got a little weight on him. He's had injury issues. He had the hamstring last year. Kyrie, it's either injury, social justice, COVID shot. There's always something with Kyrie. So I know they're the favorite to win it all. I don't trust them. I just don't trust them to all be on the same floor. It seems like they're never on the same floor at the same time. Uh, so their Cavs are minus three. Cavs have had a good year. They've been a good story. So uh, I'll actually take the Cavs. This game is in Cleveland, so you do get Kyrie uh, for this one. So Kyrie and Harden in for the Nets. I'll take the Cavs minus three, and I'll take the under 217 for the Knicks and the Hornets. And I'll take Arizona plus three and a half. I don't love this pick, but look, it's an NFL game. It's a standalone game. It's a playoff. It's playoffs. I want to have a little action. I'll, I'll take the points here uh, with Arizona. But that'll do it. Uh, you'll be back tomorrow. We'll go over all the NFL matchups. Hopefully, we'll have on some guests this week. Uh, enjoy your holiday. If you guys are off today, we'll see you tomorrow. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.